Hey guys, it's Danielle and Jason. How's it going, everyone? With Kingdom Killers. Yeah. <laughs> We're back with you today to talk about PTSD and excuses that people use. Oh, okay. Excuses as in what? Well, excuses like saying they don't need help or oh. excuses like when their actions aren't the best and they just make an excuse for what they're saying and doing. Yeah. When really the root cause is PTSD. Yeah. That's a very common thing. It very much is. And that's why We've we're going to talk about them it. too. Yeah. Totally. So <clears throat> the reason why I'm talking about excuses is because I think that like we've talked to a lot of people since starting this podcast and they're like, but this, but that, but this, how do you do this? But what about this? And why those are valid and real like feelings and yeah. things to think about. Those are all excuses in my book. So yeah. I'm going to share some of the most common ones um that we hear and that we've used ourselves and then we're going to kind of chat about them so the first excuse um that i've heard is <clears throat> about ptsd is i don't need to see anyone because i can still operate now mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good one uh, weird weird how good that one is are you trying to say that? I was. Yeah, yeah okay. you sure did. Yeah, okay. yeah, you sure did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of people use that one because they think that they can still operate, but why wouldn't you want to get ahead of it? Now that I'm looking at it. Looking back. Looking back, right? Mm-hmm. 2020 is always hindsight, or hindsight's always 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but why wouldn't you want to try to perform at your top level mm -hmm. right yeah. instead of well yeah i'm 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 fine i'm like motoring along at about 70 percent when maybe talking to somebody might bring you even up to 75 percent mm -hmm. you just went up five percent well i remember even i used to say that because remember i call for like sick days and then we'd go on drives oh yeah and i just needed to clear my head i was so stressed i'd get to the point of being like over stressed and then i'm like okay i just need to take a day to clear my head and then i'll be fine yeah which worked we saw a lot the of the short country term. yeah we did see a lot of the country maybe that's why we bought land that's probably right <laughs> let's go down to the land is yeah what would say. it's true um, but yeah, I used to use that too. Another one is, uh, we need the money. Yeah. That's hundred percent. I don't know if you technically used that so much for yourself because we've already been through the process with me. So we know that we were hopefully going to be okay or that we've been through the process. Yeah. So we know like financially the different things you have yeah. to wiggle around and move money around and right. go through different things that way even though you do not make as much money right um but i think i think i said this in a different podcast but the reality of it is is that 
the world will keep still keep going around. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't stop because you don't make or that you make less now than what you did or even that you don't have a paycheck for a while. The world still keeps spinning and you have to keep pushing on. Mm -hmm. You have to just keep pushing forward, having that goal in mind of getting help, getting yourself back. And really, there's no job on earth that is worth your mental health or your your own health, right? Your physical health, mental health, anything like that. Your marriage. Your marriage. You start to put a, a job in front of... Uh, things like that and then that's how things go wrong because mm -hmm. your priorities are screwed up mm -hmm. and I think I want to do another one on identity kind of brought that up that's like because I was somebody who had so much identity in my position that that was so hard for me oh yeah it's like I'm a cop mm -hmm. right yeah it was weird even after like I left like after a while I was like no, I'm a cop. Oh, no, I'm not a cop anymore, am I? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I would do that, too. Yeah. Um. So th that's another big one. Another one, kind of as you're going through, like, different behaviors that you um, may exhibit when you have PTSD. One would be, um, I just am this way. Like, this is the way I am. This is how I'm going to deal with it. This is this is just the way I am, and I'm not going to change it. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's bad. That's real bad. That's that's actually a really bad one. I don't think I was I like that. I don't think that. so. Um, like, I was, you know, the first... I don't think I even really cared too much about money, really. Well, because I'd already been through it. <laughs> um, but... The yeah, you're right because you went through it, so we got to kind of see a process. Yeah, you know, but like if you're refusing to change, or like this is how I am, so this is just how I'm gonna be. That's uh, that's not a good one. That's not a good. That's not even an excuse. That's just being lazy. I think. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you. If you refuse to change just like i said in a different one if you're not getting better you're getting worse mm -hmm. right yeah so i mean this is even like personal development listening to us so keep listening to us yeah there you go. <laughs> you'll be getting better <laughs> <laughs> um this one you used i'm not the problem you're the problem i did yes yeah because you used to say to me, as you were going through, like, a lot of your stages, you would say that, you know, what you're behaving like isn't, you like, you're not the problem for behaving that way. Oh. Like, it's a me saying. trying to stop you from, oh, okay. from yeah. behaving that way. Yeah. Like, it's my fault. And I'm sitting here like, you're insane. I see what you're saying on that. Yeah. And really, that's that's a major deflection, you know, yeah. right? So I think we all can all agree on that, that, I mean, taking responsibility for it. It goes back to that first one you said. It's like if you take responsibility and just say and humble yourself and say, 
put your pride aside. I need to go get help. I need to go see somebody. That's where you start to get better. Mm-hmm. That's when things start to heal. And that's when your life starts to get better from there on. But you have to get help and you and have you, to humble yeah. yourself and yeah. you have to realize that you're not the end all be all. Right. I mean, if you had a broken arm, would you just be like, ah, it's fine. I'll just deal with it. Yeah. No, you wouldn't because you'd be in extreme pain. You don't know how to fix it. Only a doctor knows how to fix it. Um, The same thing is with your brain. And actually, it's even worse with your brain because your brain runs your whole body. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Yeah. Okay. We can all agree on that. So it's an, and it changes. Like Mm -hmm. the chemistry, the chemicals change in your body. It changes in your brain. Mm -hmm. Your brain tells your body to produce certain things. And then it, you know, that's why you're just kidding yourself. If you're like, I'll just, I'm just going to push through this. Okay. Then break your arm or your leg and then just say, I'm just going to keep pushing through this. It's fine. I'm going to keep going to work. It'll be fine. Right? Mm-hmm. The reality is you're not fine. That's true. Even if it's a fracture, let's let's minimize it even. You know, your bone isn't snapped in half, but you have a fracture. People say that fractures hurt still because it's a small Right? A small break. Or a sprain. Right? Would you go to the doctor? I would. If you're in pain like that. And that's not, like you were saying, it's not to the extreme of, well, or no, that you can still operate. Mm-hmm. Of course you can still operate with a sprain or with a fracture. But it causes you pain. Mm-hmm. And you'd go get help for it. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Danielle didn't know I was going to hijack this one. Wow. Apparently I am. Apparently. I got a lot to say on this. I know. And I have even got to my next step. My (laughs) my next bullet point. Jason just shows up and goes off the cuff here. I need bullet points. It's true. We're very, we're very different. Actually on a different podcast, she's like, do you want to write some stuff down? I was like, no. I know. I was like, I got it right here. We need to have a process here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay, so the next part I want to kind of explain a little bit is that your trauma that you went through isn't an excuse for bad behavior. That's really good. But it's true. Just like we heard from our guest speaker the other day. Yeah, at church. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know what they did to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So the topic was forgiveness, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And how, you know, it's really hard for people to forgive, especially like people that wound you really, really bad, like, you know, it might be a spouse or something like that or a parent or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the excuse was, well, yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. So I can't forgive them because you don't know how bad they hurt me. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the reality is, is that for you to heal and for you to move on, you're the one that has to do the, the forgiveness, mm-hmm. the forgiving. Doesn't justify what they did to you is okay, but, you know, that's what you do. Exactly. So let's say examples of like um, bad behavior could be abuse. It could be drinking. It could be poor self-esteem, irritability. Anger, aggression, hateful mm. words, um, just having hate in your body, basically. Um, maybe not just physical, but verbal abuse, like all the things. And you can't let your pain turn you into a monster. Right. Like you can't just be somebody who leaves destruction wherever you go because of your trauma. That's good. Now that's not saying that like your trauma isn't real and it's not validated and it's not your fault that it happened to you, but you have to be able to take responsibility for your actions to help you heal and fix it. Right. Absolutely. That's a, that's really a good, like a really good point because I think a lot of people probably deal with that. Like, yeah, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't know X. Yeah, but you don't know Y. You know, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the ones I probably actually used because I had to really do some soul searching here this last week. Um, to after I heard about all the forgiveness stuff, mm-hmm. to really forgive those people that hurt me. Mm-hmm. And. Unfortunately, just like with a lot of things, it's a process. It's not like it's just here today, gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, because it's tied to emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So, and kind of like what you said earlier, like it's not easy to heal from past trauma. Like right. it's not, it's not easy to do it. Nobody really wants to go through that, but in order to get yourself better, you have to be able to go through it. And it's another thing is like, you have to be, you have to be patient with yourself. Things are not going to be fixed right away. Like it's a whole process. It's almost like how you were saying with your body being injured. Like when I tore my ACL, MCL, all the things in one shot, I had to go to physical therapy and all the things. And it took a while and it took a while and it took a while. And still, when I was done with it, I still wasn't you know, 100% healed or whatever, but you, it's a full long process. And I think you have to make sure that your loved ones are like, once you say I need help, first of all, I think your loved ones will be very proud of you because they could see it. They know you from before. Oh yeah. Because like what it really did to Jason was it turned him into being like mean Like he was like a mean person. And I would sit here. I remember he'd be just like, just say the meanest things. And I'm like, who are you? Like he. Well, maybe, excuse me. It made me like really hard. Yeah. Hard heart. I I didn't feel any emotion. Yeah. Like zero emotion. Yeah. So like he wasn't like physically abusive or anything, but like he was just like mean. He didn't. Everybody he met, he thought the worst of initially. I swear you did that. Well, yeah. Or at least you acted like that. And like what you were saying now, sometimes you tell me like, like I'll meet somebody new or like neighbors or something like that. I don't even talk to them. No. You know? And I don't know if that's just like a thing that I 
it's like some sort of defense mechanism or something like that but i don't know because he really is a teddy bear at heart like that's what made me fall in love with him is that he was kind and he was a good human being yeah thank you welcome and this ptsd has made him really mean like just just the viewpoint that he has yeah well like you said there was a lot of hate there you were talking about hatred mm -hmm. and stuff i had a lot of hate in my i feel like i had a lot of hate in my spirit you should tell him about that altar call well so i don't know if people are familiar with this but a lot of so in our faith we're assembly of god um and we so we were listening to a sermon one day at our church and they had an altar call which means that people who are seeking help or whatnot um come down to the to the altar to get prayed for and when i went down there uh one of our pastors uh had a prophetic word for me mm -hmm. that basically said god wants to change my heart and he had no idea about this. So this was the part that I knew it was like straight from God because he didn't know that I was dealing with this. I've never talked to him about any of my issues. Yeah. Um, and he said that God wants to soften my heart and he wants me to go back to like basically the way that I was feeling before that I would feel emotion. I would feel love, joy. You know, and I would have patience, kindness, things like that would start to flow out of me instead of the hatred or how hard my heart was. And I just thought, wow. I remember crying then. Yeah, I did too. Because I was like, I can't believe this. Like, yeah, I need, and, the, and honestly, it's a, you know, we're all on a different journey. It's a journey. It's not an end. Mm-hmm. Right. Because unfortunately we're human. So we're imperfect. So like we do that a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that offends us. There's a lot of stuff that makes us mad. There's a lot of stuff that you can't let go. You know, it's, it's a journey like that. So especially with ours anyway, ours, our podcast, we really speak a lot about our faith and stuff like that, because really it got us to where we are right now. It's the only reason I'm here and I didn't kill myself. See? So that's... Uh, that's huge. I mean, really. <laughs> right? It's probably... People will probably hear that and they're just like, well, she's going to say that and it just rolls off her tongue. Because you were set free from it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we hope that a lot of people are set free from that because that is... That's a really dark spot. It's a horrible spot to be in. Yeah. So as you're going through like these types of situations and healing and growing, like Jason is still very much in this process. Like oh. we're not, I mean, we're in the thick of it. That's why him. I said it's a, like, for me, it's a journey. It's not a, okay, I'm done with this now. <laughs> right. And I can talk more about it because it's almost been four years ago now. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure there's still things that oh, yeah. pop up, you know? Well, yeah, I don't think I'm ever healed. I still go to therapy and stuff. Yeah, true. You know, like I'm still on medication. But 
I mean, I think you learn how you learn how to deal with it. The like, proper way. The proper way. Like you learn and, and this is what's been good for me. Like I've been able, like through doing this podcast and doing all my stuff on Instagram, like the different debriefings and stuff, I've learned so much more and I'm like, oh, well, that kind of makes more sense on why I A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Like, right. so I've learned a lot more because I'm just, I've learned a lot more and I think that I've grown in it. I've grown more confident knowing that other people have gone through it too and I'm yeah. not alone. Well, and I actually uh, think that, you know, a lot of people are like embarrassed of it at first or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I really have no issue. And maybe I'm rare in this or whatnot, but I really have zero issue with talking about my journey on this, really. Since I've recognized it, I mean. You know, prior to, it was like, I don't want to talk about it. Well, yeah. And you were still a cop. Yeah. And you had to be careful what you could say. Right, right. And yeah and it's like so like i think learning is always helping Mm -hmm. you and like with your like i learn a ton from just the podcast just being with you too because you're you do all the research for the podcast (laughs) and i kind of just fly with it that's how our whole life's been guys yeah and it probably will be forever probably Opposites attract. Yeah. So I just roll with it and she does all the research. But I learn a ton from just what she brings up, you know. Mm-hmm. So with the whole trauma and excuses thing, I think it's really important to also, like for me, when I was going through this, like, so bring it back. He was just saying right there, he felt more comfortable talking about it, but it's been brought into the forefront a lot more in these last four years Mm -hmm. than it was for me. And probably before that, like I was in support groups with other police officers and other firefighters, mostly they're police officers though, but it was like a silent support group. Nobody (laughs) knew about it. We couldn't talk about it. We went and met every week. Like... It was, and then like when COVID hit, we would Zoom. Like, yeah, that's right. I'd be like, nope, I got my meeting, you know, and he'd be like, okay, I got the kids, you know, and we'd talk about it, just talk about life and just talk about things or just be there for each other. Um, so like nowadays that would be like, um, Jax, you gotta be quiet, buddy. Nowadays, it probably would be more prominent like oh we have this going on for you like right now reach out to me if you need anything you know different things like that so Jax do you want to say hi no no okay Jax is in here he's our oh I was gonna say three but you just turned four he's four now stop growing up buddy stop growing up so the I forgot where I was gonna go with that part Oh, that we talked about you. Well, it was easier for me to talk about things. You mean? Yeah, easy for you to talk about at that time. Yeah. And then, like, right now, um, like, different bad behaviors. I didn't really struggle too much with that. Oh. Sorry about that, folks. Okay. 
I didn't really struggle with like this super like bad behaviors. I was more of a sad, like, I don't know how you say this, withdrawn. Yeah. Reclusive. Recluse. As a recluse. But I will say when I was going through it, there was either two, two different types of situations that I absolutely hated. One was when people would walk on eggshells around me. Like I absolutely hated that. I hated that. I'm sure it made you feel like you're crazy or an outcast or something like that. Sure did. And then when you have the other people like, oh, you have PTSD, you have mental health, you have all these things. Tell me about this. Or I would show up to places and they're like, oh, you're a police officer. Danielle's still a detective and people wouldn't even know. And I mean, no, no negative things to them because they didn't know that. But I will say that it was really, really hard to go through those times when there was, these kids are going to be the end of me today. This one's almost over, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That it was just really hard to go through that part. And it was hard. Hold on one sec. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. (laughs) You too can do this podcast with children home if you need to do one. It's a little trickier, but it's a little tricky when they're not sleeping, but <laughs> but that's okay. So basically wrapping up what I was thinking about before they came in was like some people walk on eggshells around you and some people need all need all the juicy details. And honestly, I don't know which one I would rather. But I will say that I would just want you to treat me like I'm a normal person and just say, hey, I'm there for you. Exactly. Like, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here for you. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I didn't. So because you kind of like paved the way for us. Just call me a trailblazer. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, you kind of paved the way for us. Uh, I think that those two, those two types of people then really kind of faded away. They don't, I don't have that. Yeah. People just treat you normal. Yeah. People treat me pretty normal. I mean, I'm not that normal, but well, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean like, but yes, they do treat me normal. Like it's not like I have some weird disease, you know? Or, or something like that. Oh, is this person like a serial killer? I felt that's like what people would say to me all the time. Dexter. Yeah. Like, is is she a girl Dexter? Like, she's crazy. <laughs> um, That's how I felt. Like, I felt like people... And I'll take responsibility for the fact that, like, I didn't know what I wanted. Because I didn't even know what I was going through, really. Or how to fix it at that point. I think, too, this just popped in my head, but... Like, I think people also, like, expect people with PTSD to just always be sad. Yeah. Like, always, why aren't you sad? Like, if you're not sad. If you're not sad, then do you have it? Mm-hmm. Well, you can still, you still are a human being with human emotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would see some friends or whatnot, and I would be happy to see them, right? And you can be happy. To mm-hmm. see people, mm-hmm. right? And you can find joy in things. In fact, that's healthy for you to do. Doesn't mean everything else is perfect in your life, just like everyone. 
Every, nobody has a perfect life, okay? Um, but, like, I, I always just thought that that's so funny because, like, some people, like, look at you and you're, like, having fun. Like, you're having fun with your kids or you're having fun with your wife or you're, like, out at a restaurant, right? And they're, like, thinking, how are you doing this if you have that? Mm -hmm. that thing right mm -hmm. it's like uh ptsd doesn't make you just curl up and i mean it can but like it doesn't mean that you need to just curl up in a ball and sit there and do nothing which actually would make it worse right yeah you i agree I mean? with yeah i agree with that i think that's why like i had my skincare and makeup business during this time as well and that's why i felt like i couldn't show up like social media wise because i was like are people like if i smile and like whatever are they gonna think that i'm faking it like i worried so much about what other people thought like judge the judgmental yes and yeah. in reality it's like you know what you don't you only have one person to be concerned about what they think about you god yeah that's it Really, your spouse, your kids, your, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, if you think that God is pleased with how you're acting, the, the people in front of you should also feel that. But, like, that's what I'm saying. You only have one person to impress mm -hmm. or to act more like. You want to be like him. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what other people think of you. So just know that. Yeah. And you're okay. You are. You will be okay, even if you don't feel like you're okay. But remember to reach out. Yeah. Reach out, get help. The excuses can go away. No matter how valid your excuse is, it's still a excuse. <laughs> so let's make it happen. Right? Yeah. Let's do it. So as always, guys, you can reach out to us at any time for any help. Um... We are on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Killers, and I do on Danielle Woggy W2A's 1G, 1E. <laughs> that kills me every I time. I know, but I have, to, I have to do it. On uh, Instagram, and I talk about debriefings, like different topics of PTSD and how they affect our lives every week and basically every day. So... Um, follow us there for more info and then let us know if you want to see anything or hear anything really. Yeah. Send us some topics if you want to hear something or maybe you're dealing with something like that and don't really want to talk about it too much, but maybe see what our like opinions are. opinion is or like what we think, feel about it. Mm -hmm. Send it our way. You can always send anonymous things too. If you yeah, didn't know that. That's true. You can do that. All right. Well, we love you all and we hope you all have such a great day and we will chat soon later. Bye.